Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. We've done this once or twice before. Ryan Cook is right over there. Guide extraordinaire in the mother load, otherwise known as Mr. Huff. Check, check. Mike, check. One, two. One, check, two. One, two. <laughs> Prestige worldwide. Wide, wide. <laughs> Boats and hoes. <laughs> Deadliest catch without the crab. Without the crab. The, the Nina the Pinta and the Santa Maria. Now we got it. Now we Third got time it. The charm. We screwed it up the first two times. Well, it wasn't my fault. The Welcome first time, back. The first, the first time, uh, we had a doorbell bing bonging us. Uh, we had a we had a solar cellar. So yes, Ryan Cook, uh, Joel here, and we've got an OG guest coming on today. It's going to be a good one. Uh, before we get into that, big thanks to all our Patreon peeps. As always, keeping the lights on, keeping the mics running, keeping the hosting up. Ryan? Keeping the hamburger helper hot. There we go. I that, wasn't expecting that one. That's good. You know, my, all ki- kinds of them. my kids love hamburger helper. Who doesn't love hamburger helper? You, you, not to get off on a tangent, but you get a little uh, cheeseburger hamburger helper, throw a little tapatio on that and a tortilla, and you have yourself one heck of a burrito, fella. Heck of a redneck dinner. And... And that's not that's not a bad thing. Trust me, I'm a big no. fan of Hamburger Helper as well. Um, yes. yes, big thanks to the Patreons uh, and the people helping out the podcast. Phoenix Rods, you can we find appreciate the, you. Yeah, we do appreciate you. You can find those at County Bait and Tackle, ten percent off if you're a Patreon member. Same at Stage Stop Gun Shop. That's right. You can buy your pew pews and all kinds of great products just like spear point hooks yep go down and see diana she'll point you in the right direction of both mm-hmm. and g money jigs for always helping us out every month with our giveaways catching bass and kicking that ass that's right that's right g money jigs that should be as i'm gonna talk to trey about that do the g money jig around a little bit this weekend G-g-g-g-g-g-money. It's not the not the fault of G Money Jigs that I didn't catch anything on it, but um, yeah. And this uh, this speaking of this the giveaway this month, we're also going to have uh, Young Herney, Justin Herney, heavy hitter custom baits is going to hook us up with a cool little prize pack. Uh, Lunker Daddy Lures, who you have been stumping for out there, throwing them around, doing a little R and D, if I may. I am. R and D in the uh, shit. A little R and D with the RC, and I am loving the Lunker Daddy lures. God, I, I'm not. Okay, you know I'm not one to push something if I don't believe in it. Mm. And I don't want to be a salesman, but just just try them. It's going to be in a giveaway. Just go out and try them, and I'll, I'll they'll do the talking themselves. Yes, sir. I think that's it for the business side of things. If you want to find us on Instagram, it's at Ryan Cook Fishing. Uh, if you want to follow my silly page, it's J E D E casting. So my first, uh, initial last name casting, and then this podcast, which you, if you're listening to this, you probably should follow that just so you see all the episodes. If you're not subscribed on iTunes or the, uh, Apple podcast app, as it were, um, at the bash report. And if you're, uh, not a bunch of cavemen and you're on Facebook, Mm-hmm. You can't find us there because we don't have one. Yeah, I'm gonna. Ryan Cook Fishing is on Facebook. Just if you want to go follow that one. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, this this show has really become a vehicle for, you know, really exposing Ryan Cook fishing more than anything, which is fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, fine. Now you just, now you just made me feel about four inches tall, fellow <laughs> thing. Oh, Sorry. please. Oh, please. Everyone loves him some Ryan Cook fishing. And, yes, maybe one day there will be a Facebook if I get around to doing that. How's the fishing today, buddy? Either way. You obviously know where to find us because you guys are here mm-hmm. listening to this yep. podcast. And at the web, oh, the, on the web as well, at thebass.report. Thebass.org. I miss calling it that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's only Those one. were the good old days, Joel, you know, back in the day. <laughs> but before that, First before the guy, remember the guy hit me up and he goes, nice name, because it was the, <laughs> the bass.report on Instagram. And I'm like, thanks. It's the URL. And he goes, oh, well, if you. I have it and I own it. If you want it, you can have it. And I was like, dude, that was pretty, that was pretty sweet. I don't have to like buy it off him or anything. Just yeah, first the, so you thought the guy's being a dick. Then he's really I did. trying to be nice. Oh, well, he, he came, the way he was, <laughs> the way he rolled into the conversation was kind of strange. Uh, I think it was back from back. It came east. in a little hot. It came in a little hot. And uh, then I realized you couldn't like Instagram was cracking down on using um, URLs as your, as your at. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I should take that guy up on that offer. <laughs> I hit him back. I'm like, hey, buddy. You want to go ahead and, uh, go ahead and uh, sh- you know, <clears throat> cancel that so I can pick it up? And he did. And it worked out really well. So thank you to that guy. Can't remember his name. Shout out to the guy that we thought was a... Anyway. <laughs> that just turned out to be a solid individual. <laughs> you know? Don't judge a... <laughs> don't, super solid individual. And SSI. Don't super judge... solid individuals. Don't judge... Uh, social media person by their first comment you know maybe i just missed the joke it's possible um, i feel like i judge everyone i try not to but i do like we all do in our own little ways highly judgmental um, not you guys listening we love you all of you so it's a full disclaimer uh just fred just text me that he's had a couple cocktails i don't think it's gonna be a problem on this show so fred <laughs> i'm not he even gonna re- me this morning he said i'm stoked for tonight and I'm going to have a couple cocktails. <laughs> like, He's right a man on. of his word, Joel. Right on, bro. We're going to get to him here real shortly, but first we got to talk uh, to Ryan Cook. He's been, um, you know, back-to-back, four-pound casting, multiple species. You know, basically just a big effing deal. So let's hear about the mother load here this week. What's been changing? What's the same? And why, why you are the way you are, Ryan Cook? Just a big, hairy American winning machine. Um <laughs> No, uh, why I am the way I am, I don't know, poor upbringing, whatever you want to call it, but, uh, oh, I doubt that I've met your parents and they're wonderful people. No, they're super solid individuals. How dare um, you? no, man, we, you know, it's, it's been a good week on the water. Um, I'm not going to lie. The last two days I was at Pedro yesterday. I was at Maloney's today. Bites a little off. Um, not horribly tough, but a couple of grinders for sure. Uh, the last week before that has been good. It's been steady, but that will happen. Um, today I had, uh, actually a listener of the podcast. He's going to hear this. Will Rasmussen, super cool guy. We had a blast. I was able to teach him a lot. One of those deals where he wanted to, um, you know, just learn. He wasn't worried about catching. So when we did find some fish, we'd go, we'd leave those, go try something else, go find some new fish. So we didn't grind on him, but we had a good day. We caught some solid spots. Um, so overall, let's give a Maloney's report. Um, it's 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 fishing weird. So 
there's still some fish in the creeks. There's a lot of fish on the main lake. The steep bluff walls today were best for us. Um, <clears throat> bottom contact baits fish slow are best. The tubes, the jigs, um, the spider grubs, that kind of stuff. Drop shots not getting bit. The Nico Rig Cinco is great. Um, main lake points in that 30 to 50 range. Steep bluff walls in that uh, 20 to 50 range and a few in the creeks. The fish in the creeks were catching actually pretty shallow. So like right up on the bank, which is weird. I don't know. It's all over the board. Don Pedro, similar bite, <clears throat> just tougher. Um, we're finding them on Island tops and like kind of off the wall type of places. Basically any big rock that's under the water that you know about, go hit that. It doesn't even matter how deep we're catching them from like five to 55. Um, same stuff, bottom contact baits. I'm not throwing any reaction baits up there. Just just the usual wintertime grind type stuff. Um, both lakes have been throwing G-Money jigs. The the jig bite's not as good as it was, but it's still decent. So um, let's talk McClure. I fished a derby up there Saturday. We took second. Um, just a fun little club deal. Had like 30 boats. Uh, we took second with 1052. Um mm-hmm. We had all clones, no kicker. Um, AJ Duncan and his dad, a couple clients of mine, they caught a beautiful, almost five pound spot of bass. Um, and they beat us with like, uh, I want to say 11, 20 something. So um, a five pounder goes a long way on that lake right now. On any of our lakes, a five pounder goes a long way. So <clears throat> um, the bite at McClure, we basically got on one little stretch that I had found. A f- uh, I went up there a few days prior with my dad. I had a client cancel and we found hundred yard stretch that had some good largemouth on it. And as much as it kills me to do it, we sat there on that all day long. Like all day. And it was it was a grind. But we got the right bite. So that was fun. But we're throwing uh McClure was dart head worms, Nico rigs and tubes, and they were all all the fish we caught were less than twenty foot of water. So there's definitely a better deeper bite on that lake, but <clears throat> We did not do that because it's not a, a quality thing. So, yeah, but um, everybody out there, do a little praying for some rain. We need some weather. We desperately need some weather. We need it to cool off and be wintertime for a little while. Mm-hmm. And we need some water coming back into these lakes, and it's going to spark that bite back up. But I did have Fred Clinshaw out, uh, what, last week, I want to say. Thursday. What's, what is today? Today's Tuesday. Today, Wednesday? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Thursday. Yeah, and we had a blast, man. I mean, the bite wasn't wide open, you know, but we caught him pretty dang good, pretty steady on all sorts of different techniques. He showed me a <clears throat> pretty cool little trick um, or a rig that he's he has made up on a bait that's not out yet that I now have some of, so that's cool. Um, I call it the Fred Clinshaw rig, so I don't know if he wants to talk about it. We'll let him, but we had a blast. We had a blast, caught some decent spots of nothing real big, but... Um, but he'd never caught a spot of bass, and his first one was 286, so that was cool. But I'll let him tell you the story. But, yeah, it, it's been a good week, and it's good to be back, and I missed you. And, uh, I mean, the listener's not you, Joel, but, yeah. I was going to say that sounded weird. But, yeah, for the listeners. I missed you, for too. Sure, for, no. I missed you, too. <laughs> well, it was a kind of a short week for us. We're recording on a Tuesday night. Well, it's the uh, 25th. 
What is it? Are you asking me like I'm supposed it's to know the 20, that? It's the 25th. Yeah, 25th. It's the 25th. Um, yeah, going a little early this week. Uh, got some stuff going on later this week, so we were able to do it. Like, we used to do it on Tuesdays a lot, and I feel like after the holidays, we kind of got into a funk where we were doing it later in the week, and I felt like that was more stressful. So I'm glad we're back on our Tuesday jam, personally. Jamming on a Tuesday. J-O-A-T. It's not a why not Wednesday. It's a Taco Tuesday. So I wish I had some tacos. Well, that sounds good. That sounds tacos good. sound good right now. Damn. Why do I have to say Taco Tuesdays right before we're about to Diana! Talk? Just kidding. <laughs> Mom, the meatloaf. The tacos. The meatloaf. The tacos. There she is. Hi, Joel. I never know what she's doing back there. I never know what she's doing in there. <laughs> Good. More for us. Hi, Diana. Oh, that's a good one. Sorry, me. I I already had Diana. I already had my talk with Diana uh, before we did the podcast. Me and her were, were geeking out about um, accounting software. So there's that. Yeah, super bummed. I missed that conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm really passionate about bass fishing, but I'm super passionate about accounting. Well, we all accounting have our passions. I got multiple. My wife is a passion. Shout out to Laura Ede for letting me post funny memes. Laura! Funny memes about her. I just love her. I, I, mean, I saw that. That was funny when you're how, trying to get. How the, yes. How in the get world? Get ready for fishing quietly. <laughs> She's not like that, actually. Like, she, like, she doesn't really care. But I think it was just so. The kids just, just get to the age where they're not waking her up all night. And then, then I am. Your husband. Get ready for fishing. 430. Hey, hey, boy. Oh, Jig yo, Dragon Clenshaw. Oh, oh, yeah. Hammer Fury <laughs> himself. Guys? What's up? <laughs> All right. Yeah. What are we talking about? We're talking about you, the old, uh, the old you and pound sledge. Just have to, just have to, you know, get all sauced up before you come on the podcast. You know, we're just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, full disclaimer: I did have a couple of strong cocktails, but um, shouldn't affect a thing. I don't think it's going to affect anything. <laughs> Well, go pour yourself another one. Let's have some fun. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, hey, before we get too, too into it, Joel, I just wanted to say, man, um, what a podcast you have created since the beginning. Uh, super fortunate to been able to been one of the first guys on your podcast. In the you first, were. you know, yep. couple of months you did that. And look where you guys are now, man. Good for both of you boys. Man. I really enjoy listening to your show. Well, thank you for listening, first that. of all, Fred. And more importantly, <laughs> dude, like, and that was that was what I was going to say. I haven't had you on in a while. Um, yeah, you were you were the one that like helped me get the wheels off the ground, man. Like, I, I'm I'm going to forever be all grateful, right. you know. And it was you were thank also you. you were also yeah. you and Ryan both were were at, there at the beginning, and it it. It was like you two were the ones. If I hit you up and I knew I was going to have a podcast with either one of you, like the stress was relieved. Yeah, because I just I oh, knew. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, it was just going to be fun. Like I was just going to go and have fun and do what I started the whole thing to do was just go have fun. And, and we then, were just and excited then, to have somebody yeah. listen to us talk about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, we did plenty of that last week, Ryan. Uh, freaking awesome dude what a what a great trip we had a blast um, yeah i had a blast uh still talking about it and 
you guys listening to this podcast, if you have not fished with Brian Cook, you really, really, really need to. The guy knows his stuff and does a great job. So so fun. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hey, what's your Venmo again, Fred? I'm going to send you that two fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember? You remember? Remember the uh, the sum we talked about? And make sure you put that in there. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? And I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off that. Anybody yeah. that down in down in Fred's area, if anybody going down there, if you're planning a trip in the next, you know, six months from now, you're going to be down there. Hit him up because man, I had a blast. I had so much fun with this guy. There's just an energy. Thanks. He's awesome and. uh Summertime, he does some twilight trips too. So you know, like if yeah, you're well, down there on business or something, hey man, hit him up. It, 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 yeah, you will not be disappointed. The 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 thing is, is I do them from May to about June, and uh, I mean, I'm sorry, March to June, and uh, um, I do them right after the time change, and March is done. I, I I don't even have a spot in March unless there's a cancellation. So if you think you're going to be down this way on business passing through it's a it's a discounted raid it's three and a half hours and we go full blast until the lake closes and um they're super fun and they fill up fast if you think you might want one hit me up fast on instagram or my website uh, fredclinshawfishing.com um you can find me on instagram just by putting my name or the hammer of fury there you go. See, and that's another thing yeah. about having Fred on. Like he has his stuff packaged, ready to go, gets it out of the way. It's there. And then we can just get into just yeah. the fun stuff. And I don't got to worry about forgetting anything. Yeah. Like, damn it. I should have asked for his Instagram <laughs> handle. Yeah. 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 Thanks guys. And I, yeah. and I know you, you, so what rec- are we talking about today? You've recently added a, uh, a third, not recently, really. It's been a while, but, uh, you, a third, a third yep. vessel to the, to the fury fleet. Yeah, there's actually a fleet now. Um, so I have the the two twenty foot champions still, and they're uh, yeah, man. I you know we're dealing with some stuff down here that you guys probably don't deal with a lot, and it's the quagga muscle tagging, where it's your boat is uh, specifically for that lake. And I, I was I was only a guide for Lake Casitas. And, but I know all the local area lakes very well. And it was killing me because I couldn't do like Lake Piru or Lake Castaic or, or, you know, Kachuma or Pyramid. And, um, and I was getting a lot of calls, uh, you know, for some of these wide open bites that guys were hearing about at, at Castaic. So it just made sense. So I bought a, another boat for Castaic. And, um, and that, that boat is, uh, specifically for that lake in, and it's, it's kept me very, very busy. And then it turned into one of the things that since I've done the last podcast where, you know, and Ryan can attest to this, four people, including myself, is, is a lot of people on a bass boat. And typically you get some, some guys who really want to go for it. They're not going to bring three buddies. It's usually party time, you know, with four guys. No, and so yeah so and in which i'm totally down for it so super super fun trips you know you get four guys plus you there's there's a a really fun energy guys are you know trash talking and stuff catching fish and stuff but i was getting a lot of calls for now for five and six so i bought a really nice pontoon boat fully outfitted for fishing with all the seats couch shade fish finder, spot lock on the trolling motor, the whole deal. So basically it's a, it's a big pontoon boat that I could take. Uh, I mean, a big bass boat that I could take seven people on now. 
That's so cool. And uh, they're they're a freaking blast, man. You could do you could do bachelor parties and whatnot on them. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you should just start doing booze cruises down there, man. Well, you know, um, I did I did do one, and I I don't know if we talked about it, Ryan, but that was that was the was one that called, your Cougar we, Cruise. That was the Cougar Cruise. Yeah, we did. Talk <laughs> I about love that, that. dude. I love that, that post. That yeah, was so cool. Yeah, with uh, some ladies. Yeah, it was a bunch of beautiful girls with their moms for Mother's Day cruise, and all we did was cruise around the lake, and, uh, and that was it. We they they had all their uh, their wine and their their food, and just we just cruised around the lake and. Uh, it was it was a blast. So you did, know, did you I, have I to did dress? Kind of did you have to dress up like a captain or a police officer or something? <laughs> like that? It's funny. I did dress up like a captain, but it was a really baggy captain suit. And it was in Velcro, and I ripped it off, and I was a police officer underneath. With there a you go. Big nightstick. <laughs> and then the tip started coming out. A whole bunch of ones. Oh that day, boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny because you know I, I, the same people booked that trip for like nine days straight. So <laughs> yeah, just, just kept coming back. They got a campsite. Yeah, yeah, a campsite. You know, it was yeah, a long uh, road, but anyway, never mind. I'll keep it. <laughs> um, um, dude, so the pontoon boat, I I like that. That's something that I've thought about for a while. Um, yeah. Because you do get those people that hit you up, you know, and they're like, hey, you know, like, we're going to be here. There's a whole family of us or whatever. And it's always kind of hard, you know, to to try to find somebody else with the second boat. And I've, man, I've, I've thought about doing the pontoon boat thing, you know. You know, it, it's 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 really a spring, summertime, late summertime thing. So the boat sits idle, but it stays really busy during that time. And, and you'd be surprised how many of your repeat customers come because, as you know, you get you got some regulars that come, you know, like a father and a son or two buddies or something like that. And then after a while, they're like, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to bring my wife or, you know, I want to bring this. And, and, and what it's really good for is the, uh, it has, you know, it has a cover it literally has a couch and a table built into it. So mm-hmm. you can take a break and sit there or you can bring people that don't even want to fish or, you know, there, there, there's, a, there's so many things you could do with it, but it, it's not just that. I mean, you could put some, you could put, you could run little, little, like, uh, you know, you could, you could have a, a, um, a jackpot on it with six really good sticks on board, you know, that, that know what they're doing oh, yeah. and, uh, and cruise around that way. You know, it's just, it's just a larger platform. It doesn't take away from, the seriousness, but if you just want to go out and have fun, it's the perfect boat for that, you know. I tell people all the time, like you want a boat just to go hang out on the lake that's still a decent <clears> fishing <throat> boat, dude. It's hard to beat a pontoon. And yeah, the right. biggest problem that I found, because I, you know, I, I I get I get trips once in a while, you know, where somebody has a pontoon boat and they want me to go out on it, you know, because yeah, I want to learn the bass fishing basics or how to use their boat effectively. And um and you've combated this issue with a spot lock trolling motor obviously yeah yeah but yeah no, without a spot lock trolling motor those things can be a bear to try to you know to try to fish off of especially if you're kind of having to do the the rigging and stuff but uh dude a pontoon oh, boat yeah. and spot lock trolling motor that's money that is money it is money it, it fishing sucks yeah. throw out a tube and, and go have some fun go tow a tube around whatever you gotta do well, I, I ima- <laughs> yeah ryan i imagine you could like you could actually have kids out and do a whole like little class on the boat with the table mm-hmm. and everything have the kids sitting around kind of go over the stuff and 
go out there. Yeah, Joel, I've actually done that. I've I've done that with a Boy Scout troop one time. It was really super cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really super cool. I mean, it holds it holds eight. Actually, holds nine adults, but I limit it to seven adults plus me. But if it's like a scoutmaster and they're and you know they're all nine year olds, you could you can kind of load it up a little bit, you know. And, uh, and it was really cool because you know you 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 go have a really great day over you know a spot that you know has got bluegill or something like that, and you know you might get one or two nice bass and a ton of bluegill, and they're yelling and screaming and having a good time. And if they don't want to fish, they can just chill out and do what they do, you know, little games and stuff that the guy lets them do it. But uh, typically, they're 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 super super fun trips, you know. Yeah, and then you get really, you really get. I mean, I don't know. Um, you you get really good at taking out tangles too when there's like seven or eight little nine year olds turning around. Well, I mean, you, you, just just with you two two guides on the boat, uh, you catch your first spot, and it is it's it's a damn spider web going on below the. <laughs> what a segue! <laughs> it's kind of why I threw it out there. Well, I mean, I've, like, no I've been doing this. Are, I've gonna... been doing this for a little while now. For, <laughs> thanks for setting me up, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I threw you a big softball. <laughs> that was an easy one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Ryan put me on my. Oh man, you guys. You guys' fishery, we don't have spots down here. You guys' fishery is amazing. I was, I'm, I'm in love with those spots, man. Those things are, those things, I was talking with Matt Newman today from IROD. We were uh, hanging out a little bit, and uh, he was like, oh, first thing he goes, don't they pull? I was like, yeah, dude, that was the first thing I noticed. The first one I hooked, I thought I had a big, big one. And Ryan, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned something about, well, let's see what he looks like first or something, you know, something like that and got up. It was a nice one, but it felt like a, maybe it had a couple more pounds on it if it was it's, a largey. You it's, know the, what I mean? it's the, I swear, it's one of those things where, and I've caught quite a few and it, and it, and the one thing about a lot of lakes that have a lot of spots is there's a lot of them. So you catch a lot of them and it yeah. doesn't matter how many you catch. You're always asking yourself, oh man, this is a good, you always say this is a good and it's yeah. always good, uh, but you always now. I've after after years of doing. I calm down, especially in a tournament. You're mm-hmm. like, oh man, this is mm-hmm. in a tournament, especially where like ounces count, right? And you're yeah, like, well, yeah. this feels like a better one, you know. And then you get it up, yeah. and it's like, oh, it's the same size fish as the last one I just fought. But this one had <laughs> this one had a little bit more chutzpah, you know. He must have ate the right yeah. kind of shad. Uh, it was it was uh, it was it was amazing. I'm mean, I'm in love with those fish, and I'm definitely gonna make couple trips a year up there to go fish with ryan and it was a uh, it was it was awesome such a great trip and you know that and and being a winter fishery what you guys have up there is amazing you know we're 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 catching them good down here but not like up there you know it's a little bit more of a grind because ours are uh, florida strain bass down here mm-hmm. you know they don't they don't react to the cold water like those spots do up there you know yeah yeah and mm-hmm. i mean i was i was really bummed I, I wanted to come out with you guys but really after i saw the day you had like me and ryan are having notorious luck when it comes to going out when i go out fishing with them <laughs> if you saw yeah. i mean the first time it was yeah. just it was just bad weather which should have been good and it, and it just wasn't and then the last time i went was really bad weather we caught more we caught more fish but we had to get off yeah. like I we got to go, you know. So yeah, I'm glad I didn't I bring that. my bad my, my bad mojo. I'm glad you guys had a good trip. But I <laughs> I certainly wish I would have been out there. 
Well, yeah. Well, next time, yeah, next time we're I'm up. Make sure you're on that boat because, uh, I mean, it was it was just uh, like I I mean the first five minutes, me and Ryan, there's just uh, we were we were bros. We just went to go fish, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and the weather weather was perfect and. I thought they bit great, you know, and Ryan was kind of alluding to that it was a little bit slow, you know, but. Well, they cooperated, uh, you know. Yeah, not, yeah, I mean. <clears throat> not like I wanted them to, but, but sure. it wasn't bad. One thing, one thing, it it, it, he's yeah. always going to, he's always going to, he's one of those guys that he asks a lot of himself, and so he expects a lot. Yeah, well, is that. You should expect that in a guide, and and I, I can totally uh, agree with that. I mean, I'm uh, we were we we had a lot of good conversations, and I mean, I, I've been a guide for a long time, and every night before the trip, my stomach's twisted up like I just want to pull off the best trip I've ever pulled off, you know. And I and I and I, I sense that from Ryan as well. You know, you just mm-hmm. you you're you know, I've heard guys say you're only as good as your last trip. Well, you know. I just always, always, always want to put people on the fish, no matter if they're a beginner or or if it's uh, you guys coming down to fish with me. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it, it's just one of those things. And I'm, I'm you, you know, Brian's got it. We're we're very driven to put people on fish, and I get it. So that's that was that was the other thing is like when we we're out there, I was just like, let's just let's just if it's a grind, let's grind together. If mm-hmm. we need to hunt, let's hunt together. Let's just go out and. And do what we got to do, you know. Well, like, that was the deal, great. you know. I I told yeah. Joel ahead of time. I'm like, man, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm pretty nervous for this. You know, this is like <laughs> yeah. like the top Southern California bass fishing guide coming up to fish with me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> y- you know, I mean that's a that yeah. that's a lot of pressure. Now I I didn't sense it from you, of course. I mean, yeah, being that you're a guide, you get it. You know, there's days you yeah. grind, there's days it's easy, and and but yeah, you know, I mean, I. I wanted to make sure you went home going, that was a fun day. We caught him, you know, we high five, we fist pop, you know, like, yeah, that's what you always want, you know? And it, yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah. You've had some pretty good days since then too, huh? We've had some pretty good. I was just telling Joel at the start of this podcast, we've had some good days since then. Um, yesterday and today was a bit of a grind. I fished Pedro yesterday. (laughs) That was a grinder. Like we caught him, you know, but it wasn't great. How how was the bite? What were you guys doing? Uh, Pedro, we were, we were throwing a tube, throwing a dart head worm, um, and dragon jigs. And it was just, dude, it was just one of those days we had no wind, nothing moving, you know, and they bumped the bait, right? They just bump. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Bump nothing. It just, it gets after eight bumps, you know, seven swings and and zero (laughs) hookups. You start getting frustrated after eight. Yeah, for sure. Eight bumps, yeah, but, um, yeah. geez, Ryan. Right? If eight eight bumps is a, is a night for some folks. Well, yeah, I mean, especially <laughs> in, you know the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a week long of stories right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that I mean, but I mean, just think about what 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 you're saying though. I mean, it's it's the where we're getting down towards the bottom of January and. Uh, this is like a really tough time for most guys and you're still getting, getting bit. You know what I mean? That's uh right. My, my last couple of days out down here, I fished Casitas. We're, we're going to move to Castaic this weekend, but um, Casitas has been every fish we've gotten in the boat has been a good fish, but um, it's the same thing. It's, it's jigs and Texas rig creature baits 
you know, 30 to 60. Mm-hmm. And as you know, getting the hook through, getting getting the barb all the way through is pretty tough sometimes at that depth. And yeah. especially when you only get a couple of shots at them. Um, so we we've we've been only we've only been landing 50% of what we've been hooking which is very frustrating for a guide um yeah the we had we had five fish in the boat with 10 hooked we had two fish in the boat with uh seven hooked and uh a couple of heartbreakers too i mean the ones were so big they didn't even jump their just mouth came out of the water and shook the oh, bait no. you know? yeah and uh so that's that's what we've been doing down here but with that we're still getting bit you know we must be doing something right because we're able to get the fish to actually commit to actually eating it you know right um, first part of the equation uh, yeah yeah so so i mean you know there's plenty of guys out there that probably wish they've gotten one bite and i'm complaining about losing four fish (laughs) you know well, you know, yeah. but that's that's yeah. that's the deal. I mean, you yeah. are good for a reason. You set goals and yeah. expectations to a certain level, yeah. you know. And when you don't achieve yeah. those, you don't. Yeah. When you don't fish, or the boat's not fishing up to your expectations, you know, it's yeah. just it's not exactly. good enough. I mean, I get it. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that's that, right. that's what Diana always tells me. You know, it's like, oh man, I'll, I'll come home after what I feel is a rough day on the water. Mm-hmm. And she'll go, well, how many did they catch? You know, like the, the kid caught four, the dad caught six, you know, yeah. she's like, well, like, were they upset? I'm like, no, they were fine. You know? And, yeah. and she's like, well, maybe to them, that was a great day. And I'm like, yeah, but they each should have caught, you know, 15, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And she's like, were they happy? And I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, a week later, they book another trip for two months down the road. And it's like, <laughs> maybe I don't need to be so hard on myself, but at the same time, I feel like if you ever let that go, you're just not going to be hungry to to keep that that momentum going you know what i mean yeah i know exactly what you mean and and your your conversation you have with diana is the same one i have with my wife because i call her every day like pull the boat out of the ramp before i wipe it down i always call her and she's she does the same thing she's like okay how'd it go how many you get and i'm like oh my god we only caught three all day yeah. She's like, it's January. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, God bless well, her. You know, God bless her. Yeah. I'm like, oh, rad. <laughs> well, I'll take you out to dinner. <laughs> and what people need to realize, though, down in Southern California, you're dealing with 100 per, well, th- the lakes you're fishing. It's all completely Florida strain largemouth bass, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Any, any lake that we had that had a, a solid strain of northern bass, mm-hmm. um, have been inbred mixed with the the Florida strain, so you know we got we we have sort of a hybrid bass down here now, you know. Right, but yeah. that's what that's the beauty of our motherlode lakes, you know, is yeah. we have a very healthy, almost too healthy population of spotted bass, which yeah. thrive in cold water. I mean, I I yeah. have fished at you know I, I fish Maloney's and Pedro now a handful of days where the water's forty eight degrees and it is snowing. And those fish mm-hmm. get lit up like a dang Christmas tree. You know, I mean, they get oh fired up, you know, and, and we're very, yeah. very blessed to have that here, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that was cool to watch you catch your first spot. Like he showed up to the ramp. Thanks, He's like, dude, I've never caught a spotted bass before. I'm like, get out of here. He's like, no, never. I'm like, well, we're going to go get you one right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his first spot and he, was a 286, which is a damn nice spot, you know? And and he did it right now. I mean, we, we did a little video where we had a limit in the boat and it was like 40 minutes. 
I was like, huh, mm-hmm. all right, let's, well, let's uh, keep going. Because we missed three, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, dude, I, I hear you guys talking about, you know, rough as a guide, of course, it's, that's your job. That's your performance, right? I mean, like anybody else would look yeah. at their job. If you're a salesperson, oh, you didn't hit your quota this month, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you guys impart a lot of knowledge, even when you're not really catching, even when things aren't great, you know? For me, yeah. I mean, when I go out with Ryan, I always learn something. Yeah. The first time was just learning how to break down some water, use my grass, you know, throw a jig the correct way, you know, and even though we didn't catch yeah. a whole bunch of fish, I used that knowledge, went out the next, next, uh, what was it two weeks later to a different lake in the mm-hmm. load and ended up having one of the best days I've had in a long time. So, yeah, I mean, it could be as simple as him showing you yeah. a knot or a rig or Tons. something like that, you know, there was, yeah. there was so many little things, intangibles, right. That, that you're yep. not, I mean, yeah, you can watch a million YouTube videos, but until you're out there and someone's watching mm-hmm. you fish, it's like, a, it's like someone trying to learn how to golf by watching golf swings, you know, right. it's like, you don't, you don't know how to fix yourself. You got to have somebody there right. who kind of knows the mechanics. And that's why I, I do think Ryan's good at, at the mechanics of the thing and how you're fishing, whatever you're fishing. Um, cause you can tell anybody all day long, Hey, throw this and eh, that'll get you halfway, you know? Oh yeah. Get lucky here and there. But, um, I think what I learned the second time is, uh, the third time I'll have an E-perb on me, um, and maybe a Mustang suit and, uh, maybe, uh, maybe nine one one on speed dial. <laughs> but still, but I mean, Ryan, the Ryan's the kind of guy where you can go out there and uh, he I, he would never would have taken a, a client out that day. He wouldn't have done that. But he was, yeah, he was well, silly, I mean, he was silly enough to take different. me out there, we, dude. <laughs> that was one of those. I pulled up, I pulled up to the parking lot. I got there about five minutes before Joel, and yeah. I parked the forerunner in the boat <clears throat> about. 15, 20 yards this side of the porta potty. And I swear mm. to you, that porta potty, the wind kicked up and that porta potty slid about two foot from my front bumper and stopped. And I said, <laughs> I, I got to move the forerunner. This thing's, dude, Joel showed up. He rolls down his window. He's like, so yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. He's like, well, I just drove three hours. I'm like, well, we're going to go do this. Yeah. Like, Two hours later, the wind let up for like five minutes. We're like, "Yeah, let's get out of here." Well, we can because it's pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah, I was able to. I was yeah. able to call my shot on one jig fish that day, and that was the highlight. Along, Yo, funny though, Joel. Along with getting out, what was that? No, but you know what's funny? That that little stretch that we tucked into. Yeah. Uh-huh. I took Fred in there. Yeah. They were literally biting so good. We started playing the game. Okay, every time you catch one, you have to now throw a different bait and catch one, and you have to rotate. <laughs> we did that for like forty-five we minutes. Did, we had a blast yeah, yeah. There. We did it for close to an hour. It was like, okay, change your bait. We you were... can't catch this. Yeah, it was. It was, and then we got doubles on the boat too. I mean, it was a. Uh, it was really super fun. We were fishing. But, I mean, like, we were fishing what like 25, 30 yards to the right, and then as soon as we came over to the left. We found that one little, little school that wanted to bite. I, I guess the school was there; it just wasn't a great bite. But at that yeah. point, we were completely soaked all the way through. Yeah, Joel's yeah, feet was... were wet. My whole, my chesticles <laughs> were all wet from. Oh God, it was horrible. Well, so dude, what we I, got what out I hope from the ramp are... and we speared three wakes within four minutes. 
<laughs> but my my point my 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 point here is that um, a good guide is a good guide, no matter how the day goes. You're going to learn something, um, and what, and you may just you I'm may just come back to the you may just come back to the dock happy to be getting off with your life. Yeah, as long as you don't yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. On dry land, go go up and kiss the land. You made it. <laughs> You know what I what I what I hope people get away from what we were just talking about three of us is um you know it's not always about catching fish. I mean these are stories that you're going to have for the rest of your life, you know. You guys did catch some fish, but you guys tackled it went fishing and it was maybe it was awesome, maybe it wasn't awesome at the time, but it it, it was definitely awesome, you know. I mean awesome. you did it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean I mean I've had I've had some clients before where we were we were actually throwing big baits. He he calls me. He goes, "I want a big bait trip." I said, "Okay, well then let me just put you on call then because I'm going to call you in the winter on a cancellation. The weather's going to be really crap. You know, it's going to be crappy, mm-hmm. but that's the best time down here, you know." And sure enough, we got some rain, and the client says, "You know, I don't want to fish in the rain. Can we reschedule?" I said, "No problem." I called him. He's on there. We went the next day. And we threw nothing but big baits and it was one of the most incredible days, but we should have, I mean, we should have left because there was literally lightning going from hill to hill and they're biting. But they're biting. Exactly. It would, it would blow 30 rain in our face and then just go dead calm, you know, and then the lightning and, and we looked at each other twice and go, we really should go in. And he's like, okay, yeah, just one more cast, though. And that one more cast turned into about 30, 40 more casts, you know. But, um, you know, it was, a, it, was a, uh, it was a magical moment. We only landed one fish. We got 11 blow-ups on the depths 250. And uh, it, was, uh, it was, but to be honest, that was like, that time was like one of the best times I've had fishing in a, in a long time. And, uh, and it was a one-fish day. You know, you just, you just got to. And like I said before to you, Joel, I think I've told you before, people ask us all the time, okay, I'm going to book a trip. When's the best time we can go? And I always say it's whenever you can go because you just don't know what, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it could be it could be high pressure, you know, morning of a big giant full moon the night before and uh, whatever, is whatever. And, and it's not supposed to bite and you go out and you have a, you know, a fantastic day and you catch your PB. You know, I mean, you just don't know. I love that you're saying this right now because yeah. everybody expects us to be able to predict it like we're, yeah. you know, some sort of bite forecaster and they don't understand and back me up and correct me if I'm wrong, but all those people that'll break it down, you, well, this is why they bite and here's what happens and this and blah, 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 you know, the pH factor's right on the disability factor. No, <laughs> those guys are full of shit. We yeah, don't understand yeah, these you. fish that well. Yeah. And they're very hard yeah. to predict. A hundred percent. I mean, the, the, some of my best clients who are the fishiest guys who can catch them, they get in January and they book throughout the whole year. They don't, they don't look at anything else. It's like, okay, I want to fish this day, this day, this day, because I got those days off. And those are, those are the guys that get them, man. You know, it's like, a, it's the, the guy who is, who calls and says, Hey, I want to book, you know, where are we at? We're in January. I want to book in, in April. You think you think we'll get anything? I'm like, oh, no, man. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're gonna do our best. Can we're you cast? really super hard. No, Fred's gonna know. Fred's gonna play the under promise over deliver. I'm not sure, dude. It's real tough out there, but you know what? I'm gonna give it my best. 
Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, I know you're going to get a high five at the end of the day. How's that? You may not, you may not catch fish, but I will give you words of encouragement the whole day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But so like fun. when all is said and done, um, I mean, number one, we are in the memory making business, one hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yep. Hundred percent. I love. I love to be the facilitator in that too. And another thing, one of my, I, I don't even know, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I read this. I don't know if a client told me this, but I heard it somewhere or read it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when you do something like we do, um, they're not paying us for the hours. They're paying us for the years, right? It took nice. us a long time to, to learn what we learned and know what we know. And we can teach somebody in seven, eight, nine hours what it would take them yeah. most likely years to learn. Literally, you know, nice. Nice. I like that. I had a guy who, uh, who's a saltwater fisherman and he's got the, he's got the freshwater bass bug and he's, he's just really, really, really into it. And, um, he's been booking one to two trips a month because he wants to learn stuff. And we've been going out and doing one bait all day. And he's like, I don't really want to, I'm not worried about catching. I just want to learn this bait because when the time's right, I want to know how to use it. I'm all, my man, let's do this, you know? And yesterday, yesterday we fished jigs all day, all day long. He's, he's never caught a fish on a jig and he got his first jig fish. And, and, uh, you know, he's like, at the end of the day, he's like, you know, I, I could have probably come out here and, and racked my brain and done this over and over and over and over. And, uh, but you know, I, I spent some time with you with all your knowledge and you showed me how to use this. And I'm super stoked that I caught my first jig fish with you. And I'm like, dude, I, you know, I want to hug the guy. I'm like, dude, you're, you know, <laughs> but it, it goes vice versa. Like what you said, Ryan, the memories go both sides, you know? Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah. He's going to remember that. And I'm going to remember that time, you know, it was awesome. Well, th- you know, I, I can't, and I'm, I'm trying to hide the jig too. I just want to say, I tied the jig that he caught fish on too. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, for the cloud. as soon as Joel's done, for as soon as Joel's done, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but. I'd like yeah. to talk about that Clinshaw rig. Oh, oh yeah. Well, oh, he doesn't sound um, real stoked about sharing that with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to talk I, about it, we'll just call it a modified hey, drop. Hey, uh, no you know what, Clinch, uh, Fred? Why don't you go ahead and take a couple more cocktails while I tell the story, and then maybe you'll <laughs> give up that that Clinshaw. No, listen, listen. We will talk about that because first of all, it gets bit, and the bait maker is a really good friend of mine. I'd like to really see him move forward. And uh, it's something that it works. I mean, it, uh, uh, Ryan saw it. I mean, it, it just works. It, 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 and there's, it's a do-nothing bait, too. It'll get you out of the struggle in occasions. And you know what I really need to do is I need to kind of do like a YouTube channel thing with that to show you how to rig it. But basically, it's a dead stick. Dead stuck? How do you say that? Dead stick, dead stuck. Dead stick. Um, Depends on how many cocktails yeah. you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a lure made by Bass Tricks, and it is a, it's, it's a flash tricks bait. It's, so it's like a hollow tube, has no action to it whatsoever. And it's weighted a certain way, which I don't know. I don't know how to explain how I weight it, but I weight it. And I hook it in the back and you hang it in the shad schools. I think the most important thing about that rig is that it's done on light line 
and um, a spinning rod is the best rod for it because when a fish grabs it, it'll load the rod, and you don't want to set the hook until the rod's totally bent over. It's a suspended bait, and anytime you see the shad schools, you hang it in the shad school, and you leave it there. And what's going to happen is that shad school is going to move off, and your bait's going to be the last man standing, open open party for that bass just to grab it. Mm. And uh, it'll shad school sw- swims away, your bait's there, the bass picks it up, swims with it to keep continually chasing the shad, and your rod loads. It's a light spinning rod, so he doesn't really feel the load. And once it's fully loaded, you set the hook and bring the fish in. And that's pretty much, how, I mean, Ryan can attest to it. Um, I was holding the rod tip basically a couple inches above the water, not moving a thing. And I think we caught a few bass on it, didn't we? It, yeah, yeah. I, I think you caught, mm-hmm. I caught one on it during our little yeah. challenge where we had to rotate them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think you caught three or four others on it. Yeah. And you didn't yeah, fish it, it was, that long either. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I just, it was literally like hanging a nightcrawler on the side, you know? Dude, it's, it's a, yeah, it, it it's, it's one of those deals, the best way I can describe it, like, I mean, let's say you're on a good spoon bite, that you have schooling yeah. fish, you have a shad ball anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, when they get finicky, when they don't want to eat a spoon, they don't want to eat a blade bay, tail spinner, whatever, hmm. I'm not going to call it a last resort, but obviously there's more effective ways to get down there if they're fired up. Yeah. But if you're struggling catching him in, in a ball of bait, dude, and he called it, I mean, spot on, Joel. This thing, like, we'd be on top of the ball of bait. I'd catch one or two on the blade bait real quick, whatever, and all of a sudden, they push him out, and they're gone. And the graph goes empty, and all of a sudden, he goes, I got one. And it would do just, <laughs> just like you said, like, the bait moves out. That one little shad is left there, and 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 somebody's not going to just leave him behind. They're going to pick it up. And it, it was and, very cool. And I'll tell you. Yeah, and I'll tell you something about that, too, is I'm still working on this that style of fishing, but what I'm thinking is a lot of times the fish you're going to catch on that are the bigger ones, too, because, um, you know, anybody who's ever fished with me, it's totally politically incorrect, what I'm going to say, but the Go fat kid never chases the ice cream truck. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the the little the little skinny kids are chasing the ice cream truck all the way around the block, and you got the big guy standing waiting for it to come back, circle back, and you know he'll order his ice cream. So 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 you got you got this ball of bait. Think about it. You got this ball of bait running around, and you got these little bucks kind of charging in these little schoolie sized bass. Not all the time, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, a lot of times, you know, it's the smaller, more aggressive schooly sized bass chasing that and you might have this big fat one or a, a larger one chasing mm-hmm. it you're kind of swimming following it and there's an easy meal right in front of his face you know what i mean well, and he just yeah. slurps it up and then just keeps going because the bite when you fish this rig the bite is never aggressive only thing you're going to feel is the rod's just going to start loading it's just going to yeah. bend yeah he doesn't kill it he just swam up grabbed it and kept swimming and then the rod loads you just, it's hard. You want to swing, but you just sit there and hold, hold, hold to your max load and then just, ding, you know, set yeah. it and bring them in, you know? And you've mm-hmm. got a, you know, essentially a drop shot hook, right? Yeah. Yeah. And larger, <clears throat> a little bit bigger, about two sizes bigger than you'd usually drop shot with. Right. And most yeah. of the time, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you're talking, this is not something you're usually going to do in 10 foot of water. This is out 
you oh, know, yeah. call it at least 30 plus. At least 30, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And once they eat that thing, and don't don't think he's swinging for the fence, guys. It's basically just a real set and just load up on him, you know? Like, yep, exactly. It's not like you're swinging hard. But with that little hook, you yeah. just got to get tight on him, and it's going to penetrate. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but it, you know what's funny, man? I, I've done this so much, and I, I'm such a big fan of chasing schooling fish. You know, I, I search for that spoon bite. We talk about it all the time, the spoon. But, you know, yeah. like when I say the spoon bite, obviously – it's it's getting on top of 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 balls of threadfin shad is all it is. Mm-hmm. And it may be a spoon, yep. it could be a drop shot, you know, it could be a small uh-huh. swim bait we're dropping in there, whatever it is. Uh-huh. It's the same fish that we're targeting, the same bait. But I've never thought about it the way that you think about it. I've always been the type, well, when the bait moves, you either wait for it to come back or you go try to find it. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm 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 gonna pick up the stragglers out of that. And you mm-hmm. always have heard people talk about, I mean, this is big bass fishing 101 when they're schooling. The big ones don't do the work. They're down below the little ones, right? Exactly. If you get a bait yep. down below them, that's when you catch your mm-hmm. big ones. Well, just like you're talking, the, the, the big ones aren't right there chasing with them. They're just going to hang out, pick up the scraps, whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. I, I like the way you're thinking about that. And it doesn't have to yeah. necessarily be that exact rig, but you just think about it in that, in, in that way. And it changes your whole mindset on, on, on schooling fish. If, if that yeah. makes sense. I, I don't know if we, if we spoke about this, but that, that Creek or wherever you took me, where all those, those um, balls of bait were, mm-hmm. maybe we didn't speak about that, but um, I was on a really good bite in that same situation before I found this rig. And it was a, it was an underspin bite, mm-hmm. but, and I was out fishing guys with live shad. Did I tell you this story? There was a, yeah, you were dead sticking underspins, yeah, dead sticking underspins <laughs> yeah. on the bottom. And these guys are fishing live shad, beautiful four inch threadfin shad, the biggest they get just like lively and they could not get bit. And I'm fit. I'm, I'm three to one on these guys with, with a dead stuck underspin bait laying on the bottom and i figured out i'm no genius but i figured out that these these bigger fish actually the bait had been around for so long that these fish are just cruising and what i think was happening is they were eating the baits that were getting killed by grebes and the and the, the the bait was falling through the bait ball onto the bottom and they're just swimming up and picking them up hoovering and uh hoovering yeah Hoover and Hoover bass, you know, and, uh, and these, if you move that bait, you didn't get bit and it was totally by accident. There was a couple of things that we did that was how we found this bait. And one of them was that we just put the rod down for a second to do something else. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden the rod went bendo. And yeah, I think it was you, Ryan. It said, what, what was that saying? You said it was like, uh, one was something two is a pattern or three was a pattern or something like I that. I tell people, I say one might be an accident, but no, I can't remember what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it was, it was perfect one is, because it was that one is an accident. Two is a pattern. It's like George yeah, Bush yeah. trying to, trying to explain the, uh, one, what was it? Oh, well, I'm trying to shame on shame. shame fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. I'm trying to yeah. explain the shame bass catchifications to you. Here. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but it was it was the same bite. It was a put the rod down to do something. I don't know. It could have been anything, you know, like uh, help somebody tie something on or whatever. And the rod bends. And then the second one was 
maybe the same situation because I didn't get the first thing done because we got bit, you know? And then the third one was like, all right, listen, this might sound crazy. Cast those out and just lay them on the bottom. And then we started getting bit. And it wasn't like, I mean, I got pictures to prove it. It was like, we got bit, you know? And it was something completely outside the box. These, these underspins with the Kitech on them laying on the bottom, sitting there waiting to get bit. And then all of a sudden, thunk, just like a jig bite. And you swing, and you're like, wow. <laughs> well, Fr- Fred, you've been on here before, and I remember you talking to me about dead stick and baits, and you were the one who said yeah. there really is no such thing as dead sticking because no matter what, that bait is moving. You yeah, may, I believe you, that 100% too, especially with the jig. I mean, You or, may not be moving, but the boat is dude. moving. And Yep, you're moving. There might be a yep. current. Something's happening down there, <clears throat> yeah, you know. Right. So it's not yeah. just sitting there motionless. There is a little bit of motion. And I, with that mm-hmm. little blade, I mean, maybe you can talk to us about what you think was really going on down there. Just moving just a little bit, that blade maybe tinking off some rocks. Could be that. And, you know, like with a jig, uh, like my thing is I really like to study crawdads. And this might sound stupid, but I, I'll go on YouTube and I'll just, okay, I'll, I, I'll type in smallmouth eating crawdads, you know, or I'll, I'll type in crawdads. And... I'll look at them, and a lot of times they're laying there, and the only thing moving is their antennas. Mm-hmm. And then all, out of the blue, this smallmouth or largey or whatever comes up and looks at it, and then the crawdad will slowly lift his pinchers up, and bam, he gets nailed. That's all it took. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we're we got our jigs down there, and we're bouncing, bouncing, bouncing <laughs> like that, and you're like, I can't get bit, you know. I mean, Ryan, you can attest. We, you and I were fishing pretty dang slow most of the day. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, it was like you pull it a foot, you sit, and then we tell the joke, you know, yep. pull it another foot and we just start talking crap about something. You know, it was just, it was, and a lot of times you're getting bit during the story we were telling, you know, well, yeah. what's happening? I mean, that, 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 that antenna's moving or those pinchers are moving up or whatever the case. Right. And, well, and, and the guys who can figure that out, good on you, because a lot of times you're the guy that's going to catch the limit in, you know, 45 degree water versus the other guy who's doing something else, you know? Well, it's and, like those guys you talk to, Fred, you know, um, a buddy of mine calls it a piss fish, right? Or a sandwich mm-hmm. fish. You know, I went to eat a sandwich and, you know, I caught one and other than that, oh, I yeah. stuff or, oh, yeah, I, I, I caught two while I was taking a piss today and, you know, but other than that, it was real <laughs> yeah. slow yeah. and they don't, and they don't learn from that. And they just think it's a coincidence and it's like, quit, quit moving your freaking bait, man. You're going to catch it, you know, like exactly. And I saw on one of the your... crawdads don't move fast in cold water. They just don't. They don't a lot of times unless they're completely threatened. And, and if a lot of times, well, think about it. There's always the exception, but does your jig ever get bit while you're pulling it? Unless it's a swim jig in the grass or something, but I'm talking wintertime, modern, like right now, the way we're fishing right now, you drag that jig, the fish will chase it, and as soon as you stop it, that's when you get bit. Or mm-hmm. it's been stopped for a couple of seconds it gets bit, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I think the tough thing, though, Fred, just not to, yeah. to interrupt you, but I no. I agree. I, I, I think that... I understand the the jig bite pretty well just from Ryan and from my own experience catching good numbers of jig fish up there. It's one of my favorite things to do, but you're right. Yeah. If you can slow it down, but I think the main thing that gets people, even when they know my, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I want to cover water. 
So if yeah. I'm not getting bit, I'll I'll still fish it slow, but maybe I don't leave it sitting as long. Yeah. Maybe I still mm-hmm. fish it slow, but I don't leave it sitting as long as maybe I should. And I think that's where you have to be. You have to find where the fish are and be confident to wait. Sometimes you got to fish slow fast. Oh oh my God. That's perfect. Expound on that, Ryan. Expound on that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you pull up to him. I mean, this is Fred's show. I'm not, I I don't want to steal his thunder, but. Oh no, 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 no. Like that's what I loved about fishing with this guy, Joel is, is I, we see very much eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Obviously there's Mm -hmm. things he does and things I do differently Mm -hmm. as far as what baits we throw. But, but, but the way we think about these bass is very similar and let's say I'm fishing a body of water I don't know right now, <clears throat> and I show up, and it's 50-degree water, and I know everything's going to be moving slow. It's on the bottom. There's not much going on on my graph. I can see one pop his head up here and there on the graph, little tiny orange line, you know, where you can just tell on your on your good old-school 2D sonar that it's a fish. Well, I might pull up to the point, you know, um, and, and let's say I got my zone where I think they're sitting, where I'm seeing a couple, 20 to 40 foot of water. I'm going to pull up to that point and I'm going to make three casts on it, but I'm going to fish each cast incredibly slow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it yep. 20, 30, 40, yep. three casts and I'm gone. If I don't get bit, that's yep. fishing fast, slow, right? So I'm, I'm going to hit yep. 20 points in a couple of hours, but I'm going to fish each point. I'm, I'm going to fish each cast very slow, but I'm not going to make very many casts on that point. And we did that. We did that on our trip. And, and that's, uh, I mean, that's, I, I, I subscribe to that, that a hundred percent because we did that. Um, Ryan and I would pull up and, uh, I would make a cast and he would cast in another spot and we, we would be on that spot for 20 minutes and we made three casts and we didn't get bit. And we're like, yeah, they're just not doing, let's go to another one. And we did. And, uh, you know, there, there's two sides to every argument, but th- that that's, I subscribe to that a hundred percent, you know? Um, and, and, and going back to some of that stuff, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys who, who, uh, think differently on, on this stuff, but the way I, other baits will tell you how to fish certain baits. I mean, a jerk bait will tell you how to fish a jig. When do you get bit on the jerk bait? It's never when it's moving. It's when it's paused, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. It, it, there's there's you know when when you're when you're throwing a top water and you pop it three times and then you wait for the rings to go out 20 feet it gets smoked you know right. what i mean it's uh, there's there's a there's a there's a certain mentality on these fish because they're predatory i mean they don't they don't they don't want to work super hard for the food and they don't want to get hurt eating it either so when the thing's just sitting there why not just slurp it up then instead of chasing it you know or whatever you know and th- that and that's that's my school of thought. There there's a lot of school of thoughts, but right. a lot of times, you know, that's that's what it takes, you know. And the other you know and and the other side of that spectrum in the wintertime, you know, I mean there well not even in the wintertime, just just year round. But there's yeah, there are, are also the guys, you know, that well, I don't want them to get a good look at it. You know, I I, yeah. I, I want to get them to react to it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, th- those guys may catch a few bigger fish here and there. But if you want to be the numbers guy, you want to go out and be the guide that puts people on fish regularly. That 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 train of thought does not get it done day in and day out. It just doesn't. I, I believe that a lot, and it, I believe that wholeheartedly. And especially like on a drop shot bait, you know, I mean, sometimes you can you can cast a drop shot, and just as long as your line's tight, you don't have to move it at all. You know, yeah. 
the, the, uh, and that's throughout the whole year, but especially this time of the year, you know, if you're confident the fish are in the area, just get the bait in the water. They'll find it. You know, they, they, they do it for a living. That's really the crux though, right? I mean, making sure that you're in an area that has fish, man. Use your, this is where using your electronics, people think like, oh, I'll find the fish and I'll catch them. Yeah. Find find them, be confident they're there, but listen to, listen to these two guys and slow down if they are there. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are times, I mean, there are times I could not get bit and, and like a striper, for instance, we talk about striper sometimes too. You know, I'm I'm using a big bait. I throw a big bait a lot, and when I'm using largemouth, typically they're they're eating the big bait when it's easy. But if I'm fishing striper with a big bait, it's a it's it's typically a little faster than normal. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so there's 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 di- different things you have to do for different species. So the uh, those spots. We're a little bit different than a largemouth and a little bit different than a smallmouth. So, but you can catch them all in the same bay. You just got to change up your cadence or your, your presentation or even your depth for them, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I like to just say uh, tools in the tool belt, man. Just keep putting them in there, you know. Just keep adding tools to the tool belt. That's right. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking to uh, – in this is what I was going to say when you guys were talking about, you know, going out with somebody and having expectations. Um, I went out this last week going with somebody that, that I really respect uh, is a, is a stick. And he was like, Oh, I'm just going to go out looking around a little bit. I was like, right, I'll go out with you. Um, and we didn't, we didn't do well. We were looking for striper. We were looking for bass. Um, but just being out there, learn, learn some stuff from him. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, sorry, man. You know, no, no, no. It's like, don't apologize. You know, it's like, yeah. they're, they're, this is all about the tool. Like you said, the tools in the tool belt. Because I was yeah. able to see some things that he was doing with baits that I would never have done that make a whole mm-hmm. lot of sense, you know. Yeah. You don't yeah. get that until you actually go out and fish with another guy who's who's willing to, to go out there and kind of show you some of the things that work for him, even if you don't catch those yeah. fish. So You don't know what you don't know, Joel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and, and as simple as that sounds, it's, it's totally true. I mean, I, I think I've said on one of your podcasts before, just go out and fish with as many different people as you can, because, mm-hmm. because you're going to, you're going to learn so much from them and go in with an open mind every single time. I mean, even if, even if they haven't even been fishing nearly as long as you, mm-hmm. that, that, that guy might've only used one bait his whole life, but he's really super good at it. And it might be one that you're not very familiar with, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, you know, just because oh, I've been fishing 40 years and this guy's only been fishing two. Well, this guy's been fishing a swim jig for two years because he loves it. Go with that guy. That guy's going to teach you something, you know, pick up what he learned. And then maybe, maybe he'll learn something from you at the same time. He's only been fishing a swim jig and you want to do a Texas rig beaver or something like that, you know, in the same water, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, that's what makes this sport so awesome. I well, mean, you can, you can it's, make some great it's friendships. Like music. Yeah, you make some great friendships doing that as well. I mean, go out yep. there, no preconceptions. Go out there and just go have fun fishing with somebody who shares the same passion as you do. And hundred percent. And that, that's really what makes. I mean, it's always great to go out with someone with who's a stick. Yeah. But I think the what's more important is if you can, you know, 
kind of find find the same level with somebody else and mm-hmm. maybe teach yeah. each other something and then create create a, a a repertoire and then you can bounce things off each other from here till the end of your lives you know you don't know oh yeah yeah so life is all about relationships and memories boys yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, think sure. I think that's true and and uh, i'm sorry go ahead no you no you go ahead well, no, but I, I, just to piggyback on what you guys are saying, because I'm feeling left out right now. But um, I've literally sat here no, for the last half an hour. Please don't. And I can probably <laughs> speak for Fred on this one, but I've had guys out on the boat or gals, whatever it may be, that have zero fishing experience, and I and I can learn so much just from them because I tell them to work a bait a certain way. They don't listen. They work it this way. They don't work it at all. Whatever it may be. And they will literally teach me something that I never even thought about, you know, and it's <laughs> as long as you have an open mind and you don't get stuck in your ways. One thing you'll realize is there's there's a lot of different ways to fish effectively, you know, and it's not everything the book teaches you for sure. You 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 freaking crushed it right now, Ryan, because I'll tell you a really quick story. I took this guy out and he's he was he booked me to go catch bass because he's he's a trout fisherman. He's like, I don't catch bass. I just I just fish creeks and the Sierras or whatever his deal was, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. I, you know, he can cast fine, but he's never fished bass. And the, and we're going to, we're just going to drop shot, you know, it was kind of like, you know, early, early summer, late, you know, early summer, that, that kind of bite, you know? And, uh, I said, we're just going to cast these out and just keep your line tight and kind of shake it and stop. And he did not do that. <laughs> Mind you, my, Mind you, I'd been fishing for about four days straight, and that's how we've been catching them. Right. But the way we've been catching them is we've probably been going, meh, one an hour, you know, something like that. That's about what the bite was. Water was hot, you know, whatever. He's he's throwing this drop shot, and he's like, I mean, he's spazzing. He's just shaking, 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 shaking. The rod tip's moving like three feet, you know, never stops. And he's reeling. And I go, you might just want to slow that down, and boom, he smoked. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, all right. Well, and then yeah. I, I said, you know, yeah, Britain, that's a fish. Nice, nice fish. Said, oh, this is great. You know, throws another one out and I go, okay. Yeah. Another, now keep that rod tip kind of, boom, he smoked again. I'm like, Oh my God. You know? Oh, so, so I'm like, yeah, I go, dude, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Hey, Ryan, Joel, guess how we fish the next few days. <laughs> uh, dude, you I get kicked, it. that dude should have got a, a 10% kickback. <laughs> I should have tipped him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Three yeah. days, four days later, you're like, "Hey, man, what's your yeah. Venmo?" Yeah, totally. I'm like, we we did really well. We went, you know, one an hour and about three an hour, <laughs> just with that little tip you showed me. Don't overlook, <laughs> dude. Don't overlook the trout guys, man. They, they yeah, <laughs> no, dude. He I could I, not I, slow down, you know. And I was like, oh, he, he showed me that they're, you know, really wanted a different way, you know. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I told Joel early on in this podcast, this is one of our first ones we did over a year ago. Yeah. I'm telling him a story. I'm bass fishing with this guy that came out, and he's from, like, the Great Lakes. He was here visiting family. His family had booked him a trip. And he's one of those guys, you know, that had, I'm doing quotes with my fingers right now, caught a whole bunch of bass in his day. Air quotes. Yeah. And he's got got one of my spinner reels. He likes to reel right-handed. He's got my spinner reel. Mm-hmm. And he's got it upside down. Yes. So, but you want me to reach oh, over? Yeah. Oh, right. straight up local helmet. Local helmet. Turn that thing for you. And he goes, Oh, no, this is how I've been doing it for years, son. And yeah. I'm sitting there laughing yeah. at him. Well, guess son? what, Fred? 
12 of his fish and one of mine later. Guess what I'm doing three hours later? I'm trying to flip my steering wheel upside down. You know, I'm yeah, doing something yeah, wrong here, man. Yeah, yeah you're side-eyeing him the whole time. Yeah. Like, I was doing with yeah. you the first hour we fished. I'm like, oh, God. And he caught the <laughs> shit out of him. It's like, oh, yeah. So, hey, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes you, just back, you just sit back and enjoy, man. He's like, this guy's, you know. Whatever he's having the trip of his life, I'm not going to ruin it see, for him. See, <laughs> see, that's where Ryan. See, that's where you you set up the GoPro. You don't say a word. You just set up the GoPro and watch man go to work with the upside down spinning reel, pulling that pulling that that lever back. Yeah. towards him. Yeah, I've got a picture of him. Oh, I've got awesome. a picture of the spinning reel upside down, and I yeah. I think I even made a story about it that day because I knew he wasn't on social media, but um um. Joel, I'm not going to lie. I still got to buy a card for the the GoPro. Oh, for the GoPro? Yeah. It's coming soon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I, Mr. Clinshaw. He yeah, shows up and like, bro, I brought both of my GoPros. And I left them in the hotel room. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <damn it. laughs> yeah, they were charged, ready to go. Oh, my God. I got, I got a cool story for you. And this has nothing to do. You just kind of reminded me of something. But um, there was this. There was this guy that I that um, I was on my second trip of the day because I do half days and full days, but this particular day I had two half days. So I bring the one client into the dock and unload him, shake him, you know, shake hands. We had a great day, super fun. And the next guy gets on the boat and he's got solid fiberglass rod, aluminum reel seat that's kind of recessed a little bit for the reel, you know, and oh, a pistol yeah. grip. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably like some 70s, 60s, whatever stuff. Yeah, he's still he's got, Well, dude, it gets even better. So he's got he's the reel. It's got a level wind on it, but it's a one-to-one gear ratio, you know, with, you know, dude. no free spool. You know, yeah. it just reels backwards and forwards. So when you cast it, the, the handle just spins, right? <laughs> but he's got a Texas rig brush hog on there. And I'm thinking, oh, he's got, a, he's got what they're eating, but I don't know about this rod, you know? And I, I, I tell him, I go, I go, dude, um, I got like the latest equipment. You want to use my, he goes, no, I'm, I'm cool. He's, I'm like, oh shoot. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I take him to the, you know, the spot that's working and I'm like, okay, the fish are here, here. He picks that rod up and he makes a cast and he casts it at halfway decent. And after about his second cast, he stuck one about two and a half pounds and brings it in. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, all right, whatever. And it's like one of those things you just back off. You're like, whatever. And then, uh, he caught, he caught three. I remember he caught three probably within the first 30 minutes. You know, the guy, the guy obviously knew how to work that rig and everything, but it was on this gear. And I, he goes, all right, where's that gear you have? And I go, what's up with this? He goes, I didn't say anything, but but this, this was my grandpa's stuff. He just recently passed away and I just wanted to catch a couple of fish in his honor, but, all right, let's fish. Oh, I was like, wow, my man. That's I go, cool. Hey dude, that's cool. I go, that can I take awesome. a picture of you holding that rod? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So I took some pictures of his gear and stuff like that. And was sending it off. And then, uh, I gave him some of the stuff that we use and he just smoked them. The guy was a total stick, but I liked his style, how he just kind of, no, I'm good with this. I'm good with this, you know? And then he just stuck three, you know, decent fish you know right in front of me fridge is fridge is back there with his with his jaw on the floor like what is going on here oh yeah totally (laughs) i'm thinking oh my god this is gonna be a long day and it was the opposite ended up being a really really good client he lives up there by you guys and uh 
when he's got business down here, so when he comes down here, he just books me and we fish. You know. So one to one reel, you didn't have to tell him to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was. It's you, you know those reels I'm talking about. I don't even know who makes them. You know, they just was. They were. You find them at garage sales and stuff sometimes. You know, it, but uh, yeah, it I'm, was, gonna, I'm gonna keep an eye out for them. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. If I find one, I'll send one to you. <laughs> Thank you. Please, please guys send, show up send, on old Zepco 3300s before the old push buttons. I'm like, we'll, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. We'll podcast for <laughs> 70s reels. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're 70s or whatever. You know, I don't, I don't know. But they got a level wind on them, and they got like wood handles on. Them. I like how you how he said, "No, I'm cool," and like really, he yeah. he was pretty pretty effing cool. Joel, it was it was totally that. He was like, "No, I'm good." No, like I'm good. I was like going, "Oh man, you know, oh my god, it's gonna be such a long day." And it was just the opposite, you know. It was so rad. See, so don't judge a book by its cover, and don't judge a real, uh, don't judge a fisherman by his by his gear. Yo, hundred percent. Well, a good fish gear ratio. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, we need this five to one for this bait, a seven to one for this, and he's like, nah. No, you don't. <laughs> hey, while we're on that, let's get into some technical details here. Here we go. Fred. Now, now, oh boy, because I, we were, I, I was talking to my buddy this last weekend, going out there fishing different types of baits, moving baits, you know, baits you want to go slower with. And we were talking mm-hmm. about like buying reels when it's like, hey, I, I need to slow myself down. I'm going to buy a slower reel just to make sure that that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not of that school. I think I need to be a little bit more, um, personally accountable for how fast that i reel but what is your go-to when it comes to to reel speeds i'll go first mine's super easy 6.5 to 1 for everything for everything and and everything i mean i need a faster reel that's fine i just reel it faster i need to slow down i just go slower 6.5 to me is like the the perfect you know i mean if the the only time it really sucks is if you made a long cast and you realize it's not where you want to be and you want to take it up real quick to cast somewhere else. Well, it takes a little longer mm-hmm. than a, a seven or, gosh, Ryan, they got some fast ones now, don't they? They got some eights and stuff, don't they? Mine are almost all eights. Yeah, yeah. I'm 6.5 but- to 1, and I used to use even slower than that, like the fives, whatever, but mm-hmm. six, 6.5 to 1 makes it easy because I – I got a bunch of reels. They're all the same. I did just different line sizes in all of them. Well, once homie was on board with a one to one, you're like, uh, maybe I need to need to figure out where to find the most slowest reel I can find. It's so rad. Can you imagine? You can cast that thing out. If you can cast that thing long and work a jig with it. I mean, all you would do is a steady retrieve. It would just no. It's the <laughs> right? it's like the perfect HUD reel. You just like, oh gosh, yeah, hundred percent. Just drag that thing 100%. on the bottom. Yeah, just dredge that thing, you know. <laughs> so Ryan, I know you are you, and we've talked about this ad nauseum on this on this year's show. But you're all about the the faster reels, just because of pulling up that slack. Go ahead. Well, yeah, but here's the deal. So we're dealing with a lot of spotted bass, and Fred is not, and. I don't know if you had any do this to you, Fred, the other day or not, but they have a tendency to kind of pick that bait up and come at you with it. Like they like oh, to run the yeah, deep yeah. water. Yep. And I feel like a six, five to one for what we're doing a jig in deeper water, that kind of stuff. It's just not fast enough to, 
to catch up to them a lot of times. Yeah. So my train of thought, and again, there's there's no right or wrong way to do this, right? Everybody's got their way, and it works for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the type, like, all of my bottom contact baits, everything that I'm working with the rod, essentially, and only using the reel-to-reel on the fish, in my opinion, you can't go f- too fast. Eight to one, you pick up more slack, that fish comes at you. You in, Instead of four cranks, now I'm two cranks, and I'm tight on that fish. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, like when I'm throwing reaction bait, something, you know, like a glide bait, something like a spinner bait, something like a crank bait, especially a crank bait, because you have so much pull, you almost need that lower gear to be able to turn it easier without so much effort. But to force yourself to slow down, for me personally, a slower reel is like a seven, two to one. Um, And if I need to slow it down even more, well, hey, you know, if you just literally force yourself to watch that real handle turn, you can force yourself to slow down. Like you can always reel a reel slower, but you can only reel it as fast as you possibly can. So my opinion, I kind of lean towards the faster stuff, but again, there's there, I mean, but we all do things different, you know, and, and mm-hmm. yeah. I've heard Gerald Swindle talk about it. I mean, you know, he, like, he's one of the best in the business and he says he uses mm-hmm. a six, four to one for everything. Mm-hmm. And if he needs a high speed, he goes six, eight to one. <laughs> oh, that's his high speed. Wow. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, and that's well, how it goes. So, and, and, and you're right. I mean, like, like I, like I said before, I even said why I use those is the, um, the take up, the take up is a little challenging sometimes, but the 6.5 to one, I mean, I could use that with a jig. I could use it with a spinner bait. I could use it with a jerk bait. It's a, it's a really good speed for a crank bait. You right. know, you know, you can crank, it goes just fast enough to get that bait down where you want it. And then you can cruise, you know, if you're speed cranking, that's probably about the right spot, uh, speed for a, a speed crank. I think, you know, mm-hmm. it's like once you're down to your depth, you know, you really got to get it down to your depth and then you pause and then you, that's about the right speed at a moderate reel for that speed cranking. I think for, for the way I do it. I mean, there might be other people who would disagree, but it's worked for me. And, uh, when I know that I could pick that reel up on a different rod, that might be the same setup and it's got 12 pound and I might have something else. Uh, You know, it's just for me, it's just the easier thing for me, you know, you know, I rode the short bus to school, so I want to keep things as simple as possible. <laughs> I sat passenger on the short bus, and I got to honk the horn. Lucky, <laughs> lucky. Is, is the passenger is the passenger the kid that sits right behind the right behind the driver and like tells on all the other kids? That, yeah, with the helmet. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. That that was Ryan. That was Ryan. yeah. <laughs> that was him exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just see, I just see right little Ryan sit behind Chris Farley in a bus. <laughs> I'll turn this damn bus around pretty damn quick. In your precious little field trip. Yeah, that Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> you guys know what we're talking about. You know what oh, we're talking God. about. Come on, we're, really we're talking about movies you? for God's sakes. Back to uh. school. Back to school. Sorry. <laughs> To prove to dad that I'm not a fool. See, I get right. See, if you get up, Ryan's going now. Tied tight. Here we go. I hope I don't get in a fight. Sorry, had to. Did the boat ever get quiet when we were fishing, Ryan? I, I don't know. I don't think it, no, I don't think I, it did. I couldn't get this guy to shut up. If you can't, <laughs> a bit of a talker. 
Yeah, Dude, I, we had I, so much I, fun, man. God, yeah, we had a yeah, that was fun. I told Joe <laughs> in the fir- first early podcast that we did, he was like, yeah, I just want to do 15 minute, you know, talk about the bite and stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm a talker. Yeah. Uh, I think I think our shortest one was 30 minutes well, when the goal was 15 minutes see, back then, you know? Fred, well, Fred, also the, the goal back then was like for me to talk to a couple different people, like through like a two week span and then put it together. That was my, yeah. that, that was, and that, it didn't turn out that way at all. Cause I, I found out pretty early. That you were one of those people. Vince was one of those people. And Ryan was definitely one of those people where it was just like, uh, we're, we're just going to talk about fishing, get the report in there. And that's yeah. the one thing. The one thing we've tried to keep on here is like, we keep it for bass and we try to get a report in to help people. Yeah. And, you know, I know you're real close with Nick. The Cast and Crank podcast is obviously like the, the shit as far as fishing yeah. podcasts go. And you've been sure. on a, yeah. a couple different episodes. And and at that point, I didn't really know that. And so mm-hmm. now me and Nick will go back and forth. I talk to him pretty regularly on over Instagram Good. and things like that. But, yeah. I mean, he's like he's a great wealth of knowledge for, for just – how you do this the right way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done. He's done very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, his his podcast is very organic. Which this one, I'm glad to see, has really turned into that. It's just kind of turned into conversations between fishermen. And uh, when I listen to a podcast, there's only a couple. Honestly, there's only a couple I listen to. Is this one and Nick's? You know, it, it's the it's uh, it's it's our it's our backyard. And it's a lot of guys that you're probably going to run into at some point. Mm-hmm. And we're talking fishing, you know, yeah. there's some fantastic fishermen on the West coast. I mean, I would argue that some best in the world live right here in the, on the West coast, you know, I would agree. We did, we, yeah. yeah. We got a fishery that we could, it never ices up. Um, it's mm-hmm. pretty temperate. They, you fish, know, we can, they uh, fish year round hard. Fish year round hard. Plus we got Mexico just South of us that we can go to. We got, you know, Canada, the Canadian waters. <laughs> we got Canada waters and the. And, hey, what are you and, talking about? <laughs> oh, Canada! Oh boy! Oh boy! Going up to Canada. Yeah, we got <laughs> Canada, and you got you got Alaska just above that. I mean, we're pretty well versed on on what, what it takes to get bit down on the West Coast out here, and not taking anything away from the East Coast guys, but I'm just saying we're very unique on on the West Coast here. So you got some guys that. I fished all of it. You know, they could, they're super good with tuna swordfish, largemouth bass, you know, calico bass out here at the islands, all the way up to rockfish and then giant halibut and salmon. You know what I mean? And, um, I'm pretty I proud of that. Sturgeon this year. If you're, oh, dude, a sturgeon. I, I want to ride a sturgeon. <laughs> I want to, no, no, you don't. Fred. They got those, they got no, those he's going to put it on their back. He's so going to saddle it up. Right up. He's going to well, saddle it up. He's going to saddle it up. Of course I mean, I'll saddle it up with a. Uh, all right, here's the deal. We're going <laughs> to saddle one of these suckers. We're going to get these GoPros and we're going to ride these suckers and film it. We're going to we're going to make a million bucks. If no, no, you're going to end up you're going to end up in federal federal prison done. for messing with an endangered species that was oh, alongside. Yeah, I see that's another thing about the West Coast is California's on the West Coast. It's got so many laws about. Well, I would say Sacramento's on the West Coast is the problem. Yeah, Sacramento and L.A. You know. <laughs> one day uh, I'm not gonna get into it. Whatever. 
We could. We hey, Fred, I would love to, and maybe we'll take this offline for just the Patreons one day and just really rail yeah. on why California isn't as great as it really should be. Oh my God! Because it could be so much better. And have about it give about four so cocktails better. this time, and <laughs> you know what? Hey, just remember. We do have good parts of California, and um, we we are blessed to have some great fisheries, guys. I'm going to take this in a positive note here, okay? Yes. Hey, yeah, I, I agree with and you. And we have I an amazing governor. We have, he's fantastic. You're right. <laughs> okay, um, so anybody listening, I'm looking for a new co-host. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. California's proof that anybody could be governor. Oh, perfect. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, just live your dreams. Go be governor. Yeah, <laughs> you can't, you can't screw it up anymore. If you're all about <laughs> making up rules for other people and then not following them yeah. yourself, you can be governor there of California. Go. The governor, there you too. go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, it, as much as we hate what goes on, I still fish every day and I hunt really hard during hunting season. You know, yeah. I mean. It's 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 and, and you had a good you had a good hunting season. I totally missed I, talking oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, well, my my hunting season this year was was really good in the fact that I killed a buck, a decent buck right away, mm-hmm. and then I put some new hunters. That was on the their cool. First buck that was the cool year. thing. That was the that was yeah, what I wanted to yeah. talk about. That was cool. Yeah, so that 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 was what made it made it really good. And and to be honest, uh, earlier, you know. In my years uh, of hunting, I didn't. I never talked to anybody. I didn't want to help anybody. It was all about me. And now I really get a charge like I do with taking people bass fishing is like the whole thing. Ryan knows this. You know, you got a newbie that hooked a bass, and you mm-hmm. know it's a good one. You don't know if it's going to get in the net or not. You know what I mean? It's like oh no, it's like there's it's it's gnarly. I mean, it's there's a there's a lot that goes on. You know, there's pull and drag. They don't know what's going on. You know, they got to follow your fish, whatever the whole thing. Well, right. deer hunting is a lot of the same thing because first of all, it's really hard to find a legal buck a lot of the times and to get set up where you can make a nice shot. Okay. You did all that. Can this guy actually hit it where he needs to, you know, because right. there's so much adrenaline and everything going on. And, and then when they do, and that, that animal falls ethically and, and, and just, you know, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, the adrenaline that you got watching mm-hmm. this is probably just the same or more than the, the guy who's new at it, you know? And it's, well, because uh, you've killed your deer. You've done that. And now you yeah. can share that with somebody yeah. else who wants their excitement. Right. Nothing and, better and than that. You, you, changed that, you changed that kid's life. I mean, he was able to, to not only sure. get a deer, do it ethically, and mm-hmm. probably, probably showed him the reins on how to clean that thing. There was a lot, oh, yeah. of, yeah. lot of stuff that goes into that that people don't even think about. It's yeah. not just you're not just taking someone out and putting a gun in their hand, and say, "Hey, kill that animal." It's like there's yeah. so much that goes into that. That's the thing that a lot of people don't understand is um, with deer hunting, and it's like going out fishing twenty, thirty times and skunking and still wanting to go the next day. <laughs> yeah, because it. it I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of guys, a lot of guys will get their deer pretty early. You know. Um, but a lot of times you're, you're really scratching. I mean, you're, you're down to the last week and you haven't even seen a legal buck yet. And, uh, that's the thing. A lot of people think that, you know, hunters go out and I don't want to turn this into a, you know, public service announcement or anything, but 
do it. A lot of you out there that don't understand hunting, there's a lot of guys who go out and the average deer is one for every three years for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, in California, you know, in California, for it, sure, that's a huge part for sure. Of it. Yeah. yeah. That, and that, that's what I'm speaking for is California. You don't go out and you shoot something every single time, you know, and leave it on the ground. I mean, it's like, it's so hard to get one. And then you do everything you can to keep that thing good. And, you know, we process our own meat and everything and age it, and it's, it's what we eat all year. So we're not going to, you know, it's not a shoot fest. I, uh, most right. of the time, if I've, if I've done my job correctly, I get two deer tags a year because that's all you're allowed to get. I shoot my 30 out six twice a year. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, it's a different story from coyote hunting or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, if it's if it's deer hunting, you know, you're not you're not out there. And and for anybody else, we don't shoot Bambi. I've never ever shot at a cartoon ever once in my life. It's always no? been something that I can eat. Oh <laughs> no, man, never I, once. Well, that one time you never had too many so, cocktails. But. So well, I've, been, yeah, I've been doing yeah, it wrong. But TVs are cheap now, Ryan. So it, it didn't matter. You know, <laughs> dude. I I took. Um, I was talking earlier. I, I took one of our listeners. His name's Will Rasmussen. Super, super cool guy out today. Right and he on. does a lot of pig hunting, like local pig hunting here in the Central oh, Valley. Yeah. Well, not the Central Valley, but up in the foothills outside the valley. Mm-hmm. And they do it with dogs. Like, they have the dogs yep. literally catch these hogs, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And which I know it sounds super cruel. If anybody's, like, if anybody's listening and doesn't like that, I'm sorry. I apologize. But these hogs are very much a problem. They yeah. decimate um crops and it's really cool because he was telling me the story today but he goes out like if you know anything about hog hunting um i don't know much other than what he told me but they've Mm -hmm. basically got these they've got the dogs that go out and kind of sniff them out and find them and then they've got the Mm -hmm. pit bulls that come in to kind of basically hold them right like they hold hold them in place grab them yeah Mm -hmm. and he goes Mm -hmm. to these shelters and he gets these pit bulls that are like they're going to be killed, right? Like they've come from fighting dogs. They've got really bad backgrounds Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he goes out and gets these dogs that nobody wants, trains them to hunt. And they're like now living in his house, sleeping on his couch and stuff like big old babies. He said, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Think about that. You think about that. I mean, there's, there's no harm in any of what you just said. I mean, that's a win, win for all around. I mean, the, the, those hogs are invasive. They, they create a lot of damage and they're, they're, they're delicious. They're delicious. I was going to say, that's yeah, the biggest thing. They're bacon. delicious. All right, and right, and delicious. if you can turn a pit bull into a hunting dog, dude, yeah. why not? Dude, and these dogs were going to be euthanized, you know? Right, exactly. And I'm a dog lover, so that makes that makes me happy. But the, uh, the thing about, the, the, the thing that, that, if you think about it, I mean, you, oh, that's terrible. You shouldn't be buying, you shouldn't be out there killing pork, but. But then you're out there picking little pieces of an animal you don't know where it came from in the grocery yeah, store, which exactly. is better. I'm not going to say one is worse than the other, but one can't flip their nose up at the other. Well, yeah. you know and I mean, for all you vegetarians yeah. out there, he was out there eating your carrots, okay? So I don't know what to tell you. Okay, we're sorry. <laughs> hey, if you're a vegan and you're a hardcore vegan, I've got no argument with you, you know? I mean, it's like, okay, you do what you do. I respect that, and I do what I do, and respect what I do. But but I got a big problem with the guy who's an anti-hunter who's over eating Big Macs every day. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's a, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a problem. Because, I mean, 
you have no clue. And like I said, I'm not going to try to turn this into PSA. And I hope I'm not losing uh, listeners because of this. But, but, you know, these, these guys are, these guys are eating meat, but they're hating on guys that are going out and killing it themselves, ethically processing all of it and putting in the freezer and living off it for, you know, there's a lot of 250 pound tiktokers out there that are against hunting and i find that really it's really hard for me to believe you can ingest that much plant matter to get to that (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm being honest (laughs) dude i love that no i mean it's it's it's, i mean it's so absurd on its face that's just one of like diet coke That's just one of like 32 absurdities you see on a daily basis in America. It's like, you're going to attack my way of life. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that I'm a slight fellow because I'm not, but I will freely admit <laughs> that I like to eat meat. Like, it, yeah. Don't sit there. Don't sit there and, and grandstand. Yeah. Tubby. Yeah. Because I know. <laughs> tubby. Tubby. Because yeah. yeah. you're not. You're yeah. not a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember what I said earlier? The fat kid never chases the ice cream truck. Dude, I, I, dude, I, I, I've, I'm an Orthodox Christian. I've done the hardcore Lent, vegan Lent, and yeah. I, and I it doesn't matter how much I ate, I still lost 15 pounds in that month, six weeks. Like you, when you, when, when you stop eating, meat no, or when you, yeah, stopped eating meat, went full vegan. You're not. Yeah. There is no way you're gonna you're gonna keep 250 pounds on a frame v- eating vegan. Oh. Yeah. It's just not happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I should. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I, for my own health, I should go vegan for a while again. But I mean, it's, when, yeah. When you were vegan, did you have a man bun? I'm just asking. If somebody asked me that. Well, if if, if I had had the longer hair, I definitely would have man bunned it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just, I mean, it was just, no. Know. It was a. Fa- it was a fast. It was a. It was a religious fast. So I wasn't. I wasn't. Just I got you. Being a vegan. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fred. Hey, funny cheers, guy. Boys. <laughs> I used a rainbow. I used a rainbow uh, scrunchie that my wife had. <laughs> oh, yeah, looking good, bro. <laughs> looking good, bro. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, well, what else do we got? So you're going to be heading up to to Castaic. What are you looking for? Yep, why? Why? Why yep, the change? Yep. And what? What are you looking yep. for? Well, Castaic now has been. I don't know if you guys have heard up there, but the striper bite's been just crazy. Mm-hmm. So what they did is the, they dropped the lake 148 feet ish to do some work on the dam, and we got to fish some structure that I, I didn't even know existed. Um, and I'm, I'm a little sad to see it go, but I'm, I'm glad to see it because they're filling the lake back up. And I think we're, I think we're about 60 feet low now at Castaic and it's, it's rising and, um, the bass are starting to huddle back into some of the old waypoints, some of the back of the coves that have been dry a little bit and stuff. So I'm pretty excited about that. There's a, there's a, there's a pretty decent bass bite right now, but the striper fishing has been phenomenal lately on the big baits. I don't know if you guys got word of that, but, um, yeah, it's been a lot of a lot of lunker punker, hud bites for Whoa. months. Yeah, I love yeah, the punker so, bite. Yeah, yeah, you would love it because it's it's these stripers are. You'll meter them in sixty, and they'll be in one foot in a second. You know what I mean? You got to have a couple baits tied, 
And then there's also been a mag spoon bite too. So you can, you can work those fish down there, like on the ledges and stuff down deep with the, with the magnum spoon, you know, four, six, eight, 10 inch spoon, those big ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's kind of what we've been doing. I think this weekend we're going to focus on Margie's though, because, uh, uh, the lake, the lake has been kind of with the, with the rising water has had a lot of debris in it and, uh, it's been a little hard to launch. That's why I've been kind of focusing on casitas lately, but I'm pretty excited to go there this weekend. I got all my trips are going to be at Castaic this weekend. It's nice to switch it up, isn't it? Like you kind of get, yeah. And we love our job. We love our lakes, you know, but yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Like when I'm at one of our three lakes, you know, for mm-hmm. 10, 12 trips straight, it's yeah. like okay, it's it's time for a change, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 exactly it. Because I'm focusing casitas this week with this jig bite that we've been experiencing, and I'm just going to continue with that. But the 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 type, let's just say the type fisherman that I'm going to have aboard this weekend, we're going to go to Castaic, and right. uh, it's uh, casitas is kind of a grind, but the the fisher, I, I I'm like. I, I can probably say three and a half to four pound average at Casitas right now. That's but solid. The, yeah, it's very, very solid. Yeah, I put some uh, pictures up recently of the last couple of days, and they're just big, fat belly, wintertime bass, you know. But um, Castaic is a numbers bay, a numbers numbers lake, and uh, it's it's very, very fun fishing right now, especially for being a wintertime uh, bite. It's it's biting, you know. Right. Right on. Yeah. And then there's always some crappie too. We've got monster crappie at both lakes. You know, if we can't, you know, go, we can go pound some slabs here if we had to, you know. And what I'm saying is the, the, the crappie at these lakes, you know, especially Casitas, you know, average crappie is like two pounds. Big. Oh my gosh. That's huge. No, yeah. big, 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 big. Yeah. The lake record's well over three and a half pounds, you know. Clear Lake big. Yeah. I mean, you. I, yeah. I don't care what it is. If if you catch a bluegill or a crappie or really any fish at Clear Lake, it's big like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say Casitas rivals. Uh, the only other lake that rivals Casitas crappies is Clear Lake. Mm-hmm. They got big ones in there too. But, I love um, catching those crappie. I really do, man. Like you, I do too, man. I could go. I could. They're go hard as hell to. They're hard as hell to to like nailed down sometimes i don't know what it is man there well you yeah. you gotta go throw the clinshaw rig dude I guess. <laughs> it, I'm it, telling you. It, it'll it'll get them it'll get them that that rig will get those and trout the same you, and uh yeah if you give me the option and i, I am not lying to you right now yeah. you tell me i can go out tomorrow and catch a seven pound largemouth or a two pound crappie a legitimate two pound crappie i'm going to take the crappie every single day that's funny because there's so many people in your court. I, I'm I'm included. My son, my son's a saltwater boat captain down in San Diego, and I'm still they focus. Him, by the way, yeah, yeah, the bite sport fishing. Jake Clinshaw, kids on fire. I mean, he's he's got some of the best numbers for swordfish this year. Um, he's got a lot of 300 pound tuna under his belt which are considered a super cow uh-huh. and, and they're focusing on white sea bass and wintertime yellowtail right now. And he's just killing it. Um, but when he comes home and we fish, he said, he's dad, you could leave everything except the coffee box <laughs> right now. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? You're pinning baits bigger than these things for what you're catching. You want to go after crazy. He's like, I just love those things. And 
I'm like, let's do it. And I got a funny story. We literally were going down to the lake one time when he was down last Christmas to go crappie fishing because in the wintertime they have school up over trees real tight. You know, there could be a bunch of them all together. And um, we got down there and there was a trout plant. And he looks at me and he goes, well, looks like we're fishing trout. <laughs> like, I'm like, you want to go, go, go throw the big bait instead? He's like, no, no, let's fish those trout. So little cast masters in the boat marina, you know, just hammering these like one, one 12 inch, one pound trout, you know, and he's just tickled pink. He's just having a great time. And I'm just cracking up, you know, Dude, but we but like catching the, fish. I, I mean, I, I was I'll just going right to say that, bro. I was just going to say sorry, that. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, no, no, no. I was just going to say that. That's a, exactly. We're all on the same page. It's a, uh, it's, we just like catching fish. They dumped a bunch of trout. Let's go hammer 20 little, little tiny trout, you know, and yeah. laugh and have a good time. You know, the little four pound. I am not too proud. You literally give me a bunch of bluegill and a bobber and a red worm. With bluegill, and I will be out there giggling like a little kid, man. I love, I, I just love catching them. Carp, carp uh, off of a houseboat, whatever it may be, off the marina dock, you know. Yeah. Dude, carp, six-pound test, 10-pound carp, oh, that's some fun right there, bud. It, it, it sure is. It sure is. And, and, to be, and, and to be honest, we're throwing our bass back mm-hmm. and loving on those. We're catching carp. We know we're not going to keep them. Why are we hating on those? You know, I, I had such yep. a good time with those fish. I had to chase them on my trolling motor on six. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're burning drag. They're like a, like they're almost like an ugly striper, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, we catch it. Uh, so on my Instagram, I don't know if you, if you guys seen this, but when we catch a carp, I'll do a giveaway. And if you um, guess what we caught it on specifically, Mm-hmm. I'll send you the bait we caught it on specifically with one of my t-shirts. Oh, wow. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, I have, and I'm going to probably going to wear it tomorrow just for good luck. The old, Thanks, uh, I got a Clinshaw t-shirt. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I got to get oh, one up to Joel too. I was going to say, yeah, where, where's, sure. where's, where's mine? Hmm. Uh, are you guys the same size? <laughs> yeah. I think we're, Actually, yeah, probably, we're probably the same yeah. size. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do, I won't say what size that is, but I won't non-vegan. Hey, it's, it's, it's non-vegan but, size. But a, but a, no, no, I won't say what size it is, but Team Husky's on your way. All right, <laughs> all right. <there> <laughs> well, like, what's that country song? Double XL, double XL. Don't, <laughs> don't call me on the phone. Just ring my dinner bell. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. Carp's, uh, carp is carp is all good until you throw a ten-inch worm around some structure. And you get thumped hard, and it just, you don't know what it is, and just screams, and you're like, oh, yes, this is a 12-pounder. There it is. And right. it, it was a 12-pounder, but yeah, it was the wrong kind. No bass. <laughs> Dude, they'll yeah. eat jigs, too. Like, we've caught them on jigs several times, you know? Yeah, yeah. We catch them, we catch them fishing a lot. Um, that float and fly, I'll catch them on, some, you know, on occasions, and, uh, and uh, the deal is anytime we catch them, I mean, um, I think there's two or three on there on my Instagram page. As soon as we catch one, as soon as I post it, you know, I, that's the contest now. Is If you can guess exactly what we caught it on, you get a little prize. And uh, it, it's super fun. Um, it, the only time that carp's not fun is when you're in a tournament. Uh, <laughs> well, well, at the same time when yeah. a big striper's not fun, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Right. Yeah. We, we talked. I, I talked to Fred about this earlier on, but 
when he was talking about how these things pull, if you're in a tournament on the motor load and you get it, you know, you get a spot and sometimes those, there's certain spots that pull harder than others. And so you're like, and you know, they all, they all pull pretty hard, like generally a little bit harder than a large mouth, but you get, oh, yeah. they just get you going in a tournament and it's like, you, you just got to temper, you got to temper that excitement because you're, you're going to be, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> it's like no a, no it was just a spot yeah no i no. I, I caught a seven well to kind of piggyback off what you said I, I i caught a seven or eight pound carp don pedro last winter in like 65 foot of water on a drop shot <laughs> and i bowed up on this thing and i i literally thought i had like the lake record spot on for about it's a good 45 seconds anyway. That thing just stayed down and bulldogged, head shook. I'm like, oh, shit, this is the one. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. <laughs> and it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't. That's all it was. It just wasn't. It just yeah. Exciting as hell, like you said, but unless it's a tournament, then you're just like, God bless mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, guys. Well, boys. Yep. We got ourselves. I'd like to. Little... I'd, like, I'd like to. I'd like to send a couple shout outs real quick if I could. Shout them out. And then, yeah. So, um, a couple of these baits that I've been using. There's, there's three that I just. I, I definitely want to get out there. And uh, rubber worm, of course, is a huge, huge, huge help to me. Um, the Clinchaw rig that we keep talking about. If you go to my Instagram, just uh, look up the Hammer Fury or look up my last name, Fred Clinchaw. And it's a Bastrix, and I can help you out with what we've been doing with that. Um, it's a it's a it's a fish magnet. It really gets them, along with the Demiki Demiki products. Um, all our fish this week, uh, anything on the ground, we've been using uh, like a Demiki knockout. And uh, if you need help with that, just look it up at you know like a tackle warehouse or your local tackle shop or something like that. The bait's phenomenal, and. Uh, that's it with the baits, you know. I got well, I, me, I uh that yeah. that Demiki blade bait, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. The couple you left me? Yeah, the vault. Those things are money. They're money. Those, those are those money. Demiki vault have been I mean, those are I I was looking at all my rods in my I got racks in in my garage, you know, you clean your boat, you put them on the rack whatever, you don't clean all the baits out. And I was laughing recently because six of my rods had those tied on. And I'm like, "Oh, shoot there's there they are (laughs) it's like it's a that's a that's a that's such a versatile bait you can cast and retrieve it whatever but the vertical a lot of times it's a finesse spoon. it's a finesse spoon. exactly it i mean it's a fish catching bait they make it in all different sizes but um you could almost dead stick that thing and just vibrate it or you can or you can really rip it um i think it just it's a it just gives you an edge over vertical jigging you know your standard castmaster hopkins whatever you know whatever whatever you're normally vertically jigging because when that thing falls it just falls a little bit differently and when it's dead stuck it just looks like a shad it just literally looks like a shad just laying there mm-hmm. it's a it's a great 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 bait you know i've been bit so many times on that thing when i'm just hanging it you know you get a call on the phone and you you pick it up and then all of a sudden boom you get nailed you know it's a great bait but um yeah the and uh of course you know i i, I gotta plug my my boys at salty crew and, and Traeger grills and and uh 
Canaan sunglasses, and uh, I just appreciate you let me let me talk about that. Thanks, guys. Always I appreciate you talking. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm really, really, really stoked on where this show's going. You guys are doing such a good job, and Ryan, thanks for an incredible, incredible trip. You guys, I, I mean, I, I, a lot of guides use other guides because they know what's up. I'm going to use Ryan cook every time I come to NorCal. I mean, it was just, it was just a fantastic, fantastic trip. You guys got such an amazing fishery up there. You guys want to fish with me? It's, uh, you can fredquinshawfishing.com. You can find me on Instagram or just Google my name and it'll come up and I'd love to take you. Take him up on that. Trust me. Go fishing. With yeah. Him. Go fishing with him. Thanks. Man. Thank you guys. Well, thank you for coming on again, Fred, and for, for everything you've done um, over the you last bet. over a year now for uh, for help, helping me kind of kind of find my way into this. And now I got Ryan on board, and um, it's just yeah. really cool to be able to sit on the phone with both of you guys. And um, thanks, yeah, yeah. We'll blessed, do it again. dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely blessed, and we'll we'll do it a whole bunch more. We will. Yeah, and thanks for again sure, for coming up, bud. For coming on, you know. Yeah. Huge shout out to Joel because if it wasn't for him, I mean, we probably never would have linked up and got to do this, you know. And it was a, a damn shame Joel couldn't go with us. But uh, that's 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 definitely going to be more for sure, for sure. Yeah, and 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 it, it it was very very much an honor to get to take you fishing. Believe me when I say that. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. It was a it was a bigger honor to be able to go with you, man, for sure, hundred percent. You guys are you guys are the cutest damn things I've ever seen. Oh, stop! We're gonna it. wrap this oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, this was a good one. I'm stoked on it. Hope all you guys out there are too. We're gonna let Fred uh, get back to maybe another cocktail. Maybe spend some time with the wife, Fred. <laughs> yep, for sure. <laughs> you guys, thanks again. See you, Fred. All yep. right, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Bye. We still on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Dude, don't, I don't forgot. Cut that out. Leave no, that wait a minute. Hold on. I forgot that Fred's old school where he would all, and he was one of the good ones that we would end it and then I would just talk to him afterward and bullshit. So. We're just going to run the bullshit session now live. How about that? <laughs> I love it. Okay, no, like, Fred, let's talk about okay, where wait, you're going to go So, Fred, just, what, what I would usually say is, Fred, awesome show, dude. You did such a great – like, I cannot believe this. This went so well. I'm such a <laughs> nerd. You're so good. <laughs> well, I, I, I've, I've done a lot of these, and – the best stuff comes out after we say goodnight. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> For sure. It's always the time that I turn it off and I'm, and I'm like, Hey, Joel, why don't it? I mean, I'm like, this is your show, but just an idea. But why don't we do Ryan, our it's, outro Ryan, together, all three of us? It's our, it's our show. It's our show, bud. Okay. And we well, do this together now. Well, let's all three do the outro. Let's do it together. We can do the outro together. And then Wait, we are stay we, on are we really, and are we really still on the show right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. we still are. Yeah, why, why oh, not? shit. Okay. Because why the hell not? <laughs> Dude, they're going to love this. This is Well, because oh, generally man. since we started – so, Fred, since since we started doing the Google thing, generally everybody we've yeah. had on have been guys that are just yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'm done, and then they hang up. 
You, oh, okay. you're the old, you're old school where I used to have guys that I'd say, Oh no, wait. And then we'll talk a little bit afterward. And then, um, I'll, yeah. I can thank you and everything. Well, I, I, now I'm just going to do that. Thank you again. It was great having mm-hmm. you on. Um, and mm-hmm. then usually me and Ryan would do an outro. So we're just going to do the outro now. That's all. Okay. What's the outro? Okay. Well, tell, yeah. tell give me a, give me a heads up. What's the outro? No, we're doing it now. We're saying thanks to everybody. Oh, okay. We're saying thanks <laughs> I to everybody. Maybe we were going to sing a song or something. We can we can totally sing a song. What song do you guys want to sing? <laughs> what's, what's, I'm trying to think of an outro. No, song. I think a, I think we need a good outro song. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you guys have keep an outro. talking. I'm looking something. <laughs> up. No, Fred. No, I. I Fred. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone has everyone has to put in one idea. Fred, what's your idea? Outro song. Uh, for an outro. Yeah. Well, I'm wearing no pants. You're wearing no pants. Cricket. What does I that have to do with an outro when I could song, get a Fred? Ne- when I could get a needle to scratch the record or I hear crickets, <laughs> I, my job is done. Solid. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to go. Su- Mine's Sweet Caroline. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know why I picked that, but um, maybe because maybe because someone's running around with their pants off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bum, yeah, bum, bum, yeah, yeah. Play um, that song really loud for me right now. You guys don't want to see what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna. I can't think, uh, guys. I got. I'm. I'm drawing a blank. So it's all you. Uh, no, there's no. You, you got nothing. Hey, Diana, I, what's a really good outro song? Oh, we got Diana involved, so this is definitely an outro. No, she. Oh boy. Joel said, "Sweet Caroline." Damn it, Joel! Now oh, you thought it, you thought it head. was like kismet, but really, you were just talking about it. So, yeah, so, 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 whose wives are near oh. right now? Let's let the wives. Hold on, it out. guys! I got it. Okay, leave it on jet plane. There you go. There we go. Oh, I had Tennessee whiskey oh. too going. Yeah, nice. A little Jamie Johnson for you, or is that Chris yep. Stapleton? Yep. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. I, yeah, nice. What do you guys think? I think a little Tennessee whiskey. Let's do it. Any of that, do it, Joel? All right, hit it up. This is what we do in outros, friends. If you didn't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we really don't. Mm-hmm. But. At the Bass Dot Report. Yeah, thanks to all our Patreon subscribers out there. Um, if you want to find some more? You can go to the Bass Dot Report. Thanks to Phoenix Rods. Spear Point Hooks. Sing it, son. Cody Bait and Tackle. That's right. Mm. H-Top Gun Shop here in Atwater. Was the only love I know. You guys know this song or no? Mm. Oh, I know this song. I'm listening to it. I'm drinking it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you brought me back from being... Too far gone. Me too far gone. Ow, Fred's Fred's fishing skills are as Tennessee whiskey. All right. (laughs) Damn it, Joel! You and you have a day job with a voice like that. Killing it! Oh my god! You're like a lyrical landscaper. This is that was called lyrical landscaper. You're like a lyrical manscaper. That's (laughs) called. That's called, called ad libbing, friends. Just ad lib the shit out of that one. Oh boy! But we're done now. We don't. Hey, Ryan. Now we don't have to do an outro. 
Hey, Fred was here with us. Hey, once again, for the two of you that are still listening. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It thinks Eli and uh, whoever else is on there with him. Holy <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole show. <laughs> Came at the very end. All right, boys. We'll wrap this one up. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Later. Good night. Boy. That escalated quickly. Don't act like you're not impressed.